Everybody, welcome to First Wednesday. Tonight is a special night. We're going to have a moment of worship. We're going to celebrate water baptism as people celebrate making you and making great in this place today. Are you ready to worship God tonight, church? Come on. Let's end up our praises to Him. Our lives, our hearts, our hands, they're reaching out to see you move again. We can hardly wait, come flood this place, we're ready now, it's all about to change, let your kingdom come and let your will be done, let your fire Is there a place? 
faithful for just a moment if you're comfortable tonight would you lift up your hands towards the heavens we're going to declare his faithfulness in this place today come on sing it one more time with your voice you'll never fade away your love is here to stay 
gave me this song I was in my room and I began to pray God as I reflected in my life you've been so faithful to me God you see a lot of you that may not know but I, I'm just a little boy from a small town in Mexico and to see my life turn out the way it has where I get to be a part of a ministry that touches literally thousands of people every weekend it is such a, an amazing thing to be a part of and I've seen as I begin to reflect on my journey with God and I begin to say, God, thank you for your faithfulness. You know, there was this voice that came back to me said, I know I've been faithful even though you may have not always been faithful to me. How many have, have ever felt that way? That even though we may not be perfect, we serve a perfect God that loves and cares for us. So for just a moment, one more time to sing it out. You'll never fade away. Come on, every voice in this place, sing it out. Your love is here to stay. With me, enjoy your pain.
Sing out in this place. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. 
Sing this next part with every voice in this place. Come on, with every, with every hand lifted high, let's declare together with one voice that He is holy. Say, Yes, oh God. 
God, we worship you, Lord. We thank you, God, for your presence in this place. We thank you, God, for redeeming us, for saving us, for making us holy with you, God. We thank you for your grace tonight in this place. We declare that we are blessed tonight, God, by your presence, by your glory. From darkness to light, we thank you, God. We praise your name in this place. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, washed in
are glad tonight, making you and making great in this place. Aren't you glad tonight that many people express their faith through water baptism tonight? Let's pray. God, we thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done already. We give you honor and glory for everything in this place tonight. Amen. You may be seated at this time. Welcome to West River Hills Northwest Campus. I'm Dara, and I want to thank you for worshiping with us today. We value all our guests, and we'd love to meet you. If you're new here, fill out a Connect card and bring it by the Connection Center in our main lobby after service. Someone there will greet you, answer any questions you may have, and give you a gift to remember us by. If you've been with us before, but have never visited the Connection Center, take a moment to drop by. If you haven't already, make sure to download the Westover app. It's a great way to follow along and take notes during service. Just make sure your phone is set to silent. Our pathway to making great is connecting, growing, and serving. And we have a few next steps to help you on your way. As many of you know, Westover Hills has a school of ministry that offers associate's degrees and college credit through our partnership with Southwestern Assemblies of God University. If you want to learn more about pursuing your passion through our School of Ministry, attend an informational meeting during Sunday services at 9 or 11 a.m. on March 18th. Choose the time that works best for you. Parents, summer might seem a long way off, but we're excited to tell you about an awesome opportunity for your middle and high school students this June, our very first Westover Student Conference. We're packing all the best parts of camp into a two-day conference right here on our campus. We want to impact every student we can with powerful sessions, including guest speaker Eric Samuelton. The conference also includes a lock-in with a late-night concert by Triple E. Make sure your students are part of this amazing event. Hi, I'm Pastor Alfred. And I'm Pastor Lindsay. And we'd love to invite you to our Worship Creative Night. Learn more about Worship Creative Ministry at this event. Open to all vocalists, musicians, performers, artists, photographers, and audiovisual technicians. Join us at 7 p.m. on Thursday, March 15th in Room 201. See you there. information on these events and more on our website westriverhills.church. Click on our events page where you'll find featured events and a complete calendar of our upcoming opportunities. Learn more about Westover Hills and what we have to offer at our Next Steps class. You can learn about our vision and values, find a ministry or life group, become a member and more. Find more information and sign up online. And don't forget to download the Westover app where you can find these same events Follow along with today's sermon, find a recent message, and a whole lot more. Thanks for being here, and we hope to see you again soon. Well, once again, good evening. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Wasn't that awesome? 34 people we got to see taking a making new and making great step in their life. 
Listen, you thought you were going to get one sermon. You got 34 sermons of what God has done in people's lives. Let me tell you, let's just give the Lord one more praise clap offering for that. Amen. That's something to celebrate. You know, being in the ministry for all these years, that never, never, never gets old, and we're always going to celebrate that. But we are so, so glad that you're here. For those of you also that are joining us online, thank you for tuning in. We hope that you get all that God has for you tonight. But if you happen to be a first-time guest with us, I'm going to invite you to take our connection card. You'll find it right where you're seated in the brochure rack in front of you. If you can take this card and just take a moment to fill this out, once you've done that, you can do a couple things with it. One, in just a moment, we'll be receiving our offering. When the bucket comes by, you can just drop that card in there. But here's what I'd really love for you to do with this card. If you're a first-time guest, I invite you to take this card to our connection center, which is in our main lobby at the conclusion of the service. Uh, we'd like to personally greet you. Uh, maybe you answer some questions that you may have about our church. We also have a small gift to give you. It's just our way of saying thanks for being with us tonight. Well, I'm going to go ahead and invite the ushers to make their way to the front. We're going to prepare to receive our morning, or excuse me, our evening's tithe and offering. It is a joy to give to the Lord, and I hope that every time that you come to God's house, that you come with a very thankful heart. We thank Him through our worship. But we also thank him by returning the tithe, which is already his, by giving to help continue to advance his kingdom. So if you're giving cash or check tonight, you'll find a giving envelope. That's right, again, right there where you're seated in the brochure rack in front of you. Of course, we have online giving, or you can give as I've given very conveniently through text to give uh, through your smartphone. Let's pray and ask the Lord to bless the offering tonight. God, thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, tonight we, we are just overwhelmed with joy as we celebrate the change that you've made in so many lives. And God, we thank you because it's because of your grace, God, that we can have a new life in you. And God, I pray, dear Lord, as we worship you through our giving, God, that you would take this offering, you would bless it. God, that you would multiply it so you can help us to do what you have called us to do, to reach more people for Jesus. So bless this offering in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, while the offering is being picked up, it was, allow me to highlight something. It was mentioned on the video announcements, but many of you might not realize that we are an extension of Southwestern Assemblies of God University. So if you are specific, you know, really it's open for anyone, but we really love to talk to those of you that are uh, in high school and you're looking to go into maybe ministry, you're wanting to, to you're going to be staying home. I want you to consider going through Southwestern Assemblies of God University uh, right here through Westover Hills. And the information is in the guide. You'll also find it on our, on our app. There's going to be an informational meeting that I'd love for you to be a part. If you are a, it, really for any age, but specifically you juniors and seniors, that college is right around the corner, I invite you to come and be a part of that meeting to get more information about how you can be a part of our internship here, but also work on your degree. Maybe for some of you young adults or even our, our, our uh, older adults like myself that's, uh, you know, kicking and screaming as I get older. Every time I get out of bed in the morning, something new hurts. Um, but you haven't finished your degree, this is also an opportunity for you. You can go back. This is, Southwestern is a fully accredited university, and you can work on your degree. So I invite you to be a part of that meeting that's coming up. Well, I'll tell you what. We're, I'm going to dive into our evening's message, okay? And uh, listen, 34 people got baptized, so we're not going to apologize for that. That is awesome. But if you'll listen fast, I'll preach fast, all right? Does that work? But I want to share with you just a few things that I believe that will, will bless, your, bless your life tonight. And hopefully you'll go home and, and just kind of just read over the scriptures. So if you have the app, 
you know, uh, go ahead. You can download the app. You can look at the notes and follow along with me. But I don't know about you, but have you ever had just a, a very a horrible, terrible, horrible, no good, very, very bad day? Has anybody ever had that? I heard a story once, and some of you might remember, might know this story. The young man, he fell asleep chewing gum, and he woke up with the gum in his hair. He got out of bed, and he slipped on his skateboard. And then he went into the restroom, and he dropped his sweater in the sink that was full of water. He went to eat cereal, and his brothers got the, got the prize in the cereal. All he got is cereal. On the way to school, he had to sit in the middle between people, and he got car sick. He got to school, and then he uh, lost his best friend. And then after, the, after school was dismissed, he had to go to the dentist. I mean, it just was one thing after another. And this is the story of Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Now, some of you have probably read that story to your kids before, but that is a book that explains about it. just a very, very tough day. How many have ever had a day like that, like Alexander? I know I have. Sometimes we've had just a bad day all week. Sometimes it's just been tough. But we felt like that. And the problem is that sometimes, here's what we do. Instead of responding the way, we don't respond the way we should. We look to frustration, bitterness, anger to energize us rather than responding the way we should be. And it's not going to be if we have a bad day, but it's going to be when. Because we will all have those days. So today I want to talk about very quickly three things, good things about a bad day. So if you have your Bibles, open up to the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is an amazing book. Um, Nehemiah chapter 1. I love the story of Nehemiah. There are so many great things that you can pull out of the story of Nehemiah. But one thing is just kind of set the stage here. Nehemiah is happening around 444 B.C. Okay? Nehemiah is serving with King Xerxes, who's a Persian king, in the place called Susa, which is, is, uh, it was the... The, the winter castle for, for the Persian king during that time. It was actually during this time, the, in Kis, Kisdel, which is actually March and April around this time. Now, to boat back in history, King Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian king, had destroyed Jerusalem and captured the people, the God's people, and took them into what the Bible calls exile. Basically, they were prisoners. Then King Xerxes, king, uh, Xerxes comes along, the Persian king, and destroys uh, Babylon and overthrows King Nebuchadnezzar. And now the Persians are in charge. So this is kind of, kind of giving a very quick background uh, very quickly. And here's my text in uh, Nehemiah chapter 1. And here's what it says. In late autumn, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year of King Xerxes' reign, I was at the fortress of Susa. Hananiah, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, things are not going well for those who returned uh, to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. He received some bad, bad news. And here's why he took it so personal. These were his people. Here is Nehemiah, who is a Jew. And he is, he's really, he was born as a slave, and he is still a slave. 
But the thing about Nehemiah is he held a very, very high, high position in the kingdom of Persia. He was the king's cupbearer, which basically was he was, uh, he was the taste tester for the king. If anyone would try to, to assassinate the king, he would always drink the, 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 the wine before the king. He would eat the first bite of the king's meal. He, would, he was the taste tester to make sure that no one would try to assassinate the king. So he literally ate like a king. He had the best. I mean, he was like the first fresh prince of Bel-Air. I mean, he had from, from, uh, from a slave and now into the palace. So he had an amazing thing going on here. And he hears some bad news about something that happened really that he had nothing to do with. The reality is that this happened uh, so many decades ago when King Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Judah and destroyed Jerusalem, and yet Nehemiah is feeling responsible for it. And he receives this news, and it really is really news that just put him in a very, it just, just overwhelmed him with grief, as you see in the text. So let me, let me just share a couple things very quickly. Number one, first, a bad day will bring you to your knees. A bad day will bring you to your knees. It says, I heard this, and I sat down, and I wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. Maybe not necessarily physically, but it will humble you, when you whenever you receive bad news. And some of us, we need to understand that when we receive bad news, the very next thing that we should do is really go to our knees. It didn't say that Nehemiah, while he could have complained, he could have argued, he could have said, well, it's their fault. They're the ones that messed up in the first place. He could have done that. But what does it say that he did? He went to the Lord in prayer. And he calls out to him. And here's why this prayer, in fact, I encourage you to read Nehemiah chapter 1 and read his prayer. His prayer is an amazing prayer because it's really a prayer of of forgiveness that he's asking on behalf of, of, of the people of Israel. He's asking for their forgiveness. But he, he prays his prayer and he says, Lord. The very first thing in his prayer is his Lord because he recognizes that he serves a covenant God. He serves a covenant God. And because he serves a covenant God, he knows that God will not go back on his word. In fact, in his prayer, he's going to reference something that he says, even though we know that we have turned against you, we have gone against the law of Moses, and he's referencing in Deuteronomy where, where, the, where there was even, it was even prophesied that one day Israel was going to fall apart, their city was going to be destroyed, everything was going to be torn down, and he references that in his prayer because he recognizes that they have messed up. The very first thing that he does when he receives bad news is he goes to the Lord in prayer. Here's the thing. This wasn't some little 10-minute prayer. This wasn't some little uh, 20-minute prayer. Can I tell you? It was about four months until he actually, in chapter 2, goes before King Xerxes to ask him for something pretty amazing. So the very first thing, listen, when we receive bad news, the way we can make it into a better day is we, first of all, we got to go to the Lord in prayer. Second thing, bad news will always... Make you, force you to look at the brutal facts. Bad news is always going to make you look at the brutal facts. And that's exactly what he does. He has to look at the brutal facts. Not only does he do that in his prayer, but you look in chapter 2. Look in chapter 2. Nehemiah, he goes to Jerusalem, and he begins to take an inventory of, of the walls that have been destroyed. Here's what's crazy about this story. Here's what's amazing about it. This, what had happened to this point in Nehemiah chapter 2, 
Nehemiah really picks up where Ezra left off. When you kind of look at God's word, when you follow in chronological order, Nehemiah picks up where Ezra left off. And Nehemiah going back to Jerusalem, this is actually going to be the fourth trip that with Ezra and including Nehemiah have made. And still no change has happened in Jerusalem. No change happened. No one tried to organize anything. No one tried to rebuild the walls. No one tried to do. All they were doing was living in rubble. And here, Nehemiah looked at the brutal facts. He had to just pause and just call it out. I think sometimes whenever we have a bad day or we have a bad season, we have a bad, a, a bad month, whatever it might be, I, I know that I ask myself this question. Okay, Mark, you big dummy, how did you get here? What did you do to get here? And that can't happen without looking at the brutal facts. And in his prayer, and I'm going to kind of wrap up, I'll just close with this. In his prayer, here's what Nehemiah does. The very first thing that he does is he says, Lord, forgive us. Lord, forgive us. He doesn't call out all the sins of Israel, though there were many. He just puts it right out there and he says, God, God, forgive us. And I think forgiveness is a great place to start. Maybe you've had a tough day. Maybe you've had a tough day all week or all month. You're trying to figure out where should I start. Restoration is a great place to start. Forgiveness is an amazing place to start. And that's exactly what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah just kind of humbled himself in prayer. He prepared himself. This was going to be no easy task that he was going to step into because you'll read in the story. In fact, if you don't mind, why don't you all stand with me tonight? He starts with prayer, and then he begins to plan because he has a huge, huge task ahead of him. He's going to go back, again, the fourth trip that's going to go back to rebuild the walls. Because said he, inside of him, he probably said, enough is enough. And here's what I'll leave you with tonight. The reason that he can so confidently go back to, to Jerusalem, you're going to, and you'll read just the opposition that Nehemiah face, faces. But the reason he's able to go back with such confidence is because he knew that he served a covenant God. He served a covenant God. And church, today, can I tell you, we serve a covenant God. He has a covenant with us that he will never, never break. So no matter when you have a bad day, a bad month, a bad week, whatever it may be, you serve a covenant God who will be right there and to encourage you and strengthen you and give you the strength that you need to keep moving forward. Just like Nehemiah did. He looked to his covenant God. So as we just kind of, I'm going to pray for you and then we're going to be dismissed. But I really want to, uh, I want you to, I want to encourage you. You're, you're, one of your pastors is going to give you homework tonight, all right? Go home. Read chapters 1 and 2 of Nehemiah. Go back and look through the notes on the app and just say, God, what, what is it that I need to learn from this? But if you're having a bad day, listen, God can turn it around. I've seen it doing it in my life, and he'll do it in yours. And I want to encourage you tonight. Listen, we serve a covenant God. Leave with that in your hearts tonight that we serve a covenant God. Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. God, we are just so thankful for your goodness. 
God, we are so thankful, dear Lord, for, God, your many blessings. Tonight, we just celebrate, dear Lord, God, 34 people who made a commitment to you. And tonight, dear Lord, we rejoice with the change that you've made in their life. God, you turned their life around. And God, I pray, dear Lord, for those that are here tonight. God, maybe they are like Nehemiah where they received some horrible news today, this week, or this month. God, I pray that you would help them to respond by looking to you in prayer, by, by helping them, God, guide them through the brutal facts, dear Lord, helping them to discover what it is that you want to change or teach them in this moment. But Lord, let them know, remind them, God, that you are a covenant God and that you're going to be right there by their side. God, we love you. We thank you for what you've done tonight. And we thank you, dear Lord, for your never-ending grace that you have for us. And it's in Jesus' precious name that I pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. God bless you.